Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G Built Right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us tonight, Live on the Podbean app, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Saints Hockey Program, the home of the ACHA uh, National D1 Tournament in 2021. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where it's windy, dusty, um, so really not so beautiful, but hey, it's Arizona, what do you say? And uh, Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I know it's beautiful up there because I just got back from there just a few days ago. So, Stephen, how are you? What? No, no, uh, no town crier introduction. I was waiting for my my grand <laughs> entrance from uh, my Sir oh. Stephen Marsh of House Henderson. <laughs> Oh, darn it. I missed it. I missed it. I should have had that for you. That's okay. Uh, my we can, bad. We can go back and on we, we can go back and start again. This is this isn't live, right? <laughs> okay. Now hold on a minute. We're not gonna do that because Paul and I ran us right out of show last night. Uh, we went we went an hour and twenty minutes and we didn't even get his uh his clothes done before it shut us down. So um, yeah, we got a little carried away. So you and I only need to go like, I don't know, 40 minutes tonight or something. <laughs> hey, the less people have to hear from me, the better. I always say that, right? <laughs> well, you and Paul both say that. I, I keep telling people they want to hear from me. What the heck? I'll just tell my thoughts and we'll go from there. So uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is, again, a little bit inverted tonight because we have club hockey news, but we also have the Rocky Mountain District Championships for the uh, Tier 1 um, under 18s and under 19 girls and 14. I, I, I was telling you before we started, Stephen, where I texted you, um, there are going to be a total of 57. I thought it was more like 60 or 70, but there are going to be a total of 57 hockey games played between tomorrow night uh, at about 5 o'clock and um, Sunday night at until about mm, – or Sunday afternoon until about 1.30. So they're going to use five different rinks, three at uh, Ice Den Scottsdale and two at the Ice Den Chandler. And uh, we're going to see all kinds of great hockey. And the under-18 boys is really the category to look at. Uh, All of them are very talented groups, but 
these are some guys that are uh, going to get college scholarships. These are some guys that are going to be uh, looking at uh, playing in the NHL at some point, being future draft picks. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's right here in my backyard anyway. Um, so anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So let's start off with the ACHA hockey, since, that, since we talk about that most on this show. Um, let's jump right into it, Stephen. The Division One rankings came out again. How do they look? Look about the same as they did last week. Lindenwood is at the top still at ten and zero with a uh, with the number one ranking. Liberty or uh, excuse me, Adrian's number two, twelve one and zero with record. Number three, Liberty uh, Minot State at number four. Uh, Iowa State is five, and those were the same as last week. Uh, Indiana Tech moves up to six. They were at seven last week. Missouri State at seven. Uh, they were at uh, 10 last week, so they moved up a few spots. And we should mention that Missouri State is in the uh, WCHL conference, which is the conference that our Southwest teams are are normally in um, when we can play when they can play. But uh, so they're correct. They're, they're the lone correct. WCHL team right now representing there, and and uh, Ohio is at number eight, so they drop a couple of spots. Lawrence Tech at nine, and Illinois at 10, and uh, not ranked last week, and they were. 2-0, so they've had a couple of games they've been able to play, and they're in the rankings. So, again, we talked about that. Um, I still don't know exactly how many teams are going to be in it. It says on here 20, but I, I would imagine that it won't be 20, but you never know. Um, but here we are now in March, and we're a week away from – from or not a week away. We're about a month or so away from the uh, ACHA tournament, and we still don't exactly know exactly how it's going to happen, but <laughs> – but that's okay, I guess. We, we know it's gonna happen. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have a couple more guests on. I've got set up for the end of this month when we get uh, within a couple of weeks of the tournament, so we know who's going, what the format's gonna be. I would guess we will know by then. So we'll get John Hogan on again, who's the uh, the host, uh, the Maryville Saints, and our presenting partners. Uh, we'll we'll get him on and talk about it, and um, then we'll try to get somebody else on from the ACHA and see what they have to say. So. All kinds of good stuff uh, coming should, down the pike. Should mention also the women's rankings out as well. Lindenwood still at the top there. Oh no, that's the men still. Hold on, let me go to the women's here. Uh, let me see if this is. It would not right. surprise me <laughs> if it were Lindenwood. <laughs> well, I, it's Liberty at the top for the women. Excuse me, uh, Liberty, uh, Lindenwood number two, Adrian number three, Minot State number four, Midland number five, uh, McKendry number six, Maryville number seven, uh, Aquinas number eight. Concordia number nine and Davenport uh, number ten. So, and we want to mention that the women's uh, national championships are going to be in uh, North Dakota. And my not North Dakota. My not North Dakota. That's right. You're uh, going to be there, aren't you? you? Did you book your tickets for that yet? Because no, no, you're going us, there. Right? I'm going to St. Louis. You're going to. <laughs> well, I'm going. I'm going to Grand Forks in two weeks for the NCHC uh, college tournament. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to because all eight teams in one spot in single elimination, uh, the winner gets the auto bid into the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, we expect to be anywhere from three to four teams from the NCHC in the national NCAA tournament. So uh, that's coming up very soon. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but I will be headed early, early morning on Sunday to uh, Denver to get set up for our four shows next week as we're calling it Denver week. I've got uh, some great guests lined up uh, from the uh, Denver area 
and uh, we'll get going on there. And then after our show Wednesday night, I'll get up very early Thursday morning and head on up to Grand Forks, North Dakota. So I got two 15-hour drive days ahead of me, Stephen. What do you think of that? Do you ever get sleep? <laughs> I get more sleep than Brendan Shaw, who I had on on Monday night. Uh, poor Brendan. He coaches two teams, one of them at least, or I think there's two of them that are playing this weekend in the Rocky Mountain Districts. His uh, 16 U teams, girls and boys, same age group, same tier classifications. One is boys, one is girls. He said he barely changes his practice uh, and, and basically has the same type of practice for both of them. How do you think that works? <laughs> Works pretty good. And, you know, going back to the sleep thing, you know, that was what 2020 was all about, right? We had plenty of time to sleep then because we weren't doing anything. And now and now here we are in 2021. We're starting to get some action again going. And now you get to <laughs> get to make up for get to make up for it uh, this year, which is which is good. And we hope that everything continues on the right pathway. I know you were supposed to be on the road today. You were supposed to be on your way to Colorado uh, today, actually. Of course, there was a postponement because of COVID there. But you're going to be there and uh, you'll be heading there in a few days. So. Yeah, well, that just tells you it's not over yet, folks. It's not over yet. So we got to be right. We got some states that might be opening up, but uh, you know, we we know that COVID's still out there, so one needs to continue to be careful, and and we know that things are still going to take place, but hopefully, uh, hopefully everything. So, so I'm glad you brought that up because let me let me say this: Um, Colorado College uh, was was the team that got to the pod in December late because of COVID affecting their team. They went through a two week quarantine. Uh, then they had to get ready, and they went back, so they missed two games in the pod. Now they have their last two games scheduled this this week coming up. Actually, one of them would have been tomorrow night, Denver uh, or Colorado College at Denver, and then Saturday night Denver was going to uh, return the trip down to Colorado Springs, and that would have been the last uh, collegiate game at World Arena, which has been a fixture in Colorado forever. Um both of those games washed out because Colorado College got uh, COVID again. So, I mean, if, if you think this stuff is uh, is just done and gone, it's not. You need to be safe. You need to continue to do what you need to do. The vaccines are coming. They're definitely helping. It's also helping that a lot of teams and players have had the virus or been exposed to it and are now immune to it. But um, it, it's not over. That is for sure. Absolutely, but you know, I saw that the NHL—they've got the lowest number of people on the COVID list than they've had at any point in the season. So that continues to be a good sign for the NHL and and certainly the ACHA. I don't believe I've seen of too many postponements. I know there there have been some, but it seems like there hasn't been as many disruptions as maybe we would have thought. So kudos to them there, and we just hope that they can they can those teams that are playing are able to can finish playing, and when they get to the ACHA tournament in April, that everything can can work out well there yeah totally agree with you so uh and, and i'll touch one more thing on that being you brought the nhl up on it uh yesterday number 87 for the pittsburgh penguins was put on the the uh, covid protocol list so uh, that's, that's that right tells so you, low it, low number there but one of the few that are is a pretty important player yeah exactly so if you think you can't get it just ask number 87 because everybody is susceptible to it it, uh, it it takes um, it leaves nobody uh, untouched if you're not careful. So anyway, 
Let's move on to something a little bit more positive, and that is uh, the Rocky Mountain District Champions uh, Championships, which are going to be played, as I mentioned earlier, right here in the uh, Phoenix metro area. I think what we'll do, Stephen, is we'll take a quick break. I'll give you a chance to look over things again and refresh yourself with it because uh, well, I've, got other, ours, uh, I've got some other I've got some other ACHA news. If, if we, with some okay. of our ACHA yeah. teams, if we want to do that now, or if we want to save that for later in the show, no, let, let's do it now, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Rocky Mountain districts. And uh, we've got a good friend from Dallas, Tanner Wilson, that's actually scouted some things and given me some players to watch. So uh, we'll get into that right after you get done with your. Uh, ACHA stuff. Yeah, let's get the because we have uh, we had GCU uh, Danny Roy on yesterday, and they of course talked about how their season is going to take place. Not a full, not going to be an ACHA season, but they are on the ice and they are playing some scrimmage type games, and and so they had uh, their third scrimmage uh, last week, and this one was for a trophy, and it looks like that it was the team's fourth annual GCU Kramer Cup inter squad scrimmage. Um, it, it was came to a conclusion uh, at Arizona Ice Arcadia in Phoenix, and the uh, Lopes again. They broke the roster into two randomized teams, and um, they were named after the current captains Corey Potatch and Ethan Prather. And it, there was a trophy involved. So you know when there's a trophy involved, there's it's you know, big. Level, it's, it's big. big. And l- let me tell you this. And this is the Kramer Cup. And if you don't know the Kramer Cup at Grand Canyon, it's named after their first ever captain, Brett Kramer, uh, who came here and helped start the program up, um, played junior hockey at different parts around the country, but grew up right in the uh, Peoria area and uh, came back to uh, help Grand Canyon start a program. And if you want to talk about dedication, uh, that's dedication because he knew when he came in, he wasn't going to have many W's next to his team's uh, uh, record because they were so new. And, and he helped them go from, from basically a club, a club team that played men's league uh, to a Division two team to a Division one team in ACHA all during his four years. So if there's anybody deserving of that uh, cup name, it's Brett Kramer. Very, very cool there. Nice little background there as we – talk about what happened in this game so that was tied 2-2 going into the second period and freshmen's uh nico dinonio and tyler parsons scored back-to-back goals i gave team potash a 4-2 edge going into the third period team prather came cl- close joe uh kuzminski cut the deficit to a goal but team potash silenced the comeback with three straight goals and they ended up winning so what's going to happen now team potash's name will be engraved on the lopes team trophy next to all past year's uh, Kramer Cup's winner, so congratulations to them. So they they're having a little fun. They're of course we talked to uh, Danny Roy last week about uh, what they're doing uh, this season. That's kind of what they're going to be doing. These kind of scrimmage things. They're looking to maybe play some other, um, get some other hockey teams together that they can play in in the Arizona area. Uh, but they're not going to be playing any ACHA competition. Uh, I want to mention this about UNLV's uh, hockey. Uh, they have a prospect camp coming up in May. There's still plenty of time still, but we'll just kind of get this on, on people's uh, radar. And we'll mention this again as it gets closer. But um, UNLV Hockey is going to be doing a prospect camp uh, in, in May, May 7th and 8th at City National Arena. Uh, the time 7.30 on May 7th, 1.30 at May 8th. And it's it can give players with midget AA or AAA or junior hockey experience. It's going to give athletes the opportunity to showcase their skills to the coaching staff and maybe get us – Maybe they'll get a spot in the UNLV roster. You never know. It's going to be $80 a skater, and uh, 
they'll follow up with each player afterwards. So, um, again, there's more information about that on the UNLV Hockey website at uh, UNLV or rebelhockey.com. And, uh, again, May 7th and 8th for that. So people want to in, interested in that can check out rebelhockey.com on that. And then also Utah Hockey is doing something as well in May. They're doing a, a recruiting and tryout weekend. Um, they're going to be doing theirs on uh, the 14th and 15th. And uh, so people can do that. Uh, let me see if I can have the information. It's going to be uh, – they have to attend all sessions and games, and they can register by May 12th. Um, they do mention that COVID protocols from Salt Lake County and University of Utah may require the games to be rescheduled. And there's information on the universityofutahockey.com if people are interested in checking that out and, and involving themselves in that if they have somebody that would think they'd be interested in trying out for, for hockey in Utah. All good stuff. You got one more for me that you just brought up late before the show started about the Arizona State women's program. Yeah, so the Arizona State women's uh, got something going on if people want to support them. Uh, Board and Brew is a SoCal-based restaurant featuring a variety of sandwiches. So if people, for our Arizona listeners, if you're in the Arizona area, you can head over to the Tempe on uh, March 18th between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. and mention uh, ASU Women's Hockey at the checkout, and a, pro- a portion of the, the proceeds, I believe, from that will go to them. Uh, the address is uh, 1015 South Rural Road. Uh, number 105 in Tempe, Arizona. Again, that's Board and Brew um, in Arizona and Tempe. Uh, March 18th between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Mention ASU Women's Hockey, and I think a portion of the uh, proceeds from that night will go to that program. So there's a way to help out them if if you're looking for something to do on the night of March 18th and have a meal out. And uh, what do I always say, Stephen, about uh, this time and especially this season and this year, stay relevant. And uh, there, you just gave some great examples of teams that were staying relevant in the off season uh, during the COVID times. They found ways to keep their programs out there in front of the audiences, in front of their fan bases, and uh, potential new fans. So get out there, support them, let them know that you're still thinking about their program because we all know it's coming back uh, probably as soon as September, October. Uh, we're going to be back to as close to normal as we can get, I believe. So uh, uh, be safe in the meantime, but support the programs. And congratulations, coaches and, and administrators for uh, ACHA programs because you are doing an excellent job of keeping your programs relevant. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's dig into this Rocky Mountain District Championships because, uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's really exciting and uh Brendan Shaw was on with me on Monday before you came on, Stephen, and he was telling me that this only comes around uh, every four years here in the in the, the valley. So uh, they try to do the very best job that they can. Tomorrow I'm going to go out and see the director, uh, Christy Aguirre, and uh, we're going to talk to her about it and do a little feature on the preview as well. So that's something coming up, um, and we'll get into that in about three minutes. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. 
This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team, as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. For the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. 
All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville University Saints, the home of the ACHA D1 National Tournament this April in 2021. Scott Strandy and Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, was the wind blowing up there today like it was here in Arizona? No, we didn't have any wind, but we, we had some, some overcast skies and a little bit of uh, drops from the sky, a little bit of rain, just some sprinkles, but nothing. Uh, oh, nothing hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I don't want to say you live in the desert, but did you just say drops from the sky <laughs> as opposed to rain? <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't even really call it rain. It was it was like sprinkles. I, was, I couldn't think of it. It was like sprinkles. It wasn't like it was. It didn't really. I, I, we were I'm driving, sorry, was I was driving great. somewhere today, and there was like, Maybe five or six drops that came down on the on the car, but I wouldn't call it rain. But it was it, it was rain, but it was like sprinkles. But we didn't have the wind, which which we we normally this time of year get wind. And of course, when you were here in Las Vegas oh, last week, you saw you experienced a little bit of our 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 wind that we can get this time of year. But now you get to experience the wind in Arizona today. What you told me last week, you don't get wind in Arizona, so go figure. Uh, I saw somebody that uh, today in Arizona that just moved here like a month ago, and they go. I thought Arizona wasn't supposed to be windy. I said, it's not. This is the most wind you're going to see here ever. It was like we literally had gusts like, and let me put this in perspective. We had wind gusts today up to 40 miles an hour with sustained winds around 25 to 30. In Las Vegas, that's nothing. In Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, that's nothing. <laughs> so so while it was windy here in the Valley, uh, that really in perspective was not that big of a deal. But the problem here is it blows the dust around. It picks up the desert dirt, blows it, and you can't see. It just uh, makes it almost impossible to see in front of you. So um, that's what we had today weather-wise. So you got your weather report right here at uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Okay. If you don't tune uh, in for I'm... any other any other reason, tune in for our <laughs> weekly weather forecast of what it's like in Las Vegas and in Arizona or wherever you happen to be doing the show from, which next week will be de- with Colorado. But then we'll have to get your Colorado <laughs> forecast in next week when you're there. Uh, and, you know, the best, the best part of it is if you're careful and you listen closely, you might even hear the town crier some point today. So we never, you never know. You never know. You never know. He, <laughs> he could be lurking or, lurking somewhere. You never know when he might, <laughs> might pop in and use those uh, use that voice that he's got. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was supposed to introduce you that way, and I just didn't get it done. So my bad on that one. So, okay, uh, the Rocky Mountain District Championships, um, and I'm going to start by by talking about this, Stephen, by saying unbelievable that these teams were able to play as much hockey as they played, traveling all of the different places that they played. Uh, and I'm talking about the Arizona Junior Coyotes. I'm talking about the Arizona Bobcats, the Arizona uh, Lady Kachinas. Um, they've been to Colorado. They've been to Texas. They've been all over. Uh, the teams coming in here are going to come from Colorado, New Mexico, uh, Texas, Utah, um, every, everywhere in the desert southwest, basically. Uh, they're coming in to the Ice Den Chandler and the Ice Den Scottsdale, and they're going to start games. The first game is tomorrow night. It's a 18U Tier 1 game uh, between the RM Rough Riders and the uh, WC Renegades at uh, the Ice Den Chandler. It's going to start at 545, so that'll be the very first one. And then uh, Game 2 uh, at the uh, West Rink, which will be just 15 minutes later, will be the Dallas Stars uh, 18U Tier 1 team versus the Arizona Bobcats 18U Tier 1 team. 
Okay, so uh, there's a whole bunch of teams coming in here, and tomorrow we're going to start with the 18U Tier 1. What does that mean? That means players under the age of 18 that are competing in Tier 1 USA Hockey um, divisions are competing against each other to win a district championship and move on to regionals and nationals. Okay, that being said, who are these guys, right? Um, There are a number of players that are going to be draft eligible in the next two years and uh, will be future NHLers. They will be future um, USHL and uh, NAHL players. They will be future NCAA players. And some of the guys that you see and girls will be ACHA players in the future. So that's why I thought this was extremely important to talk about. Um, I didn't have a chance, uh, or I didn't think I was going to have a chance to see much of the action, but with the COVID cancellations and moving my plans to Sunday, I'm going to get a chance to see an awful lot of these, including tomorrow night, which I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, a couple of games, Uh, the Dallas Stars against the Bobcats, and then uh, the uh, Dallas Stars other team against the – AZ Junior Coyotes, which is uh, a really solid hockey program here in the desert southwest. So when I bring up Rocky Mountain District Championships and all that, what do you say, Stephen Marsh? Well, I say it's going to be a great couple of days. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. I just found the schedule, and, and yeah, there's a lot of action, uh, especially Friday. To Thursday, there's a th- – there's a few games, but Friday's when it really gets going. And I, I look at here, there's games at 8 in the morning until, well, the last game ends at about 8.15 at night. And as you mentioned, five different rinks are being used between uh, the Ice Den in Scottsdale and the Ice Den in Chandler. And you got girls at different div- tier levels. You got uh, youth. It's it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot to take in if, if you're not familiar with these type of these type of tournaments you know we, we there's a lot of youth hockey tournaments you know in, no, in a normal sense but this is like um well as you said it's every four years it comes through arizona area so it's not something that you see down in this way every every year but it's a lot of a lot of teams um to, to focus on but it's it's a good way to see see a lot of players i mean if you're if you're uh, as you said if you're like a a scout or if you're a coach or someone of these t- teams for these different colleges or as you mentioned even ACHA or certainly if you're trying to scout some people for the for the NHL uh, this is a good little tournament to be at so it'll be uh, interested and you'll have to you'll have to kind of check out to see if there's what sort of um, scouts or or officials are there from different uh, different levels um, you know it's still being COVID you wonder if, if there's going to be as much of a, a uh, people that are there to, to see as they normally would but for this sort of thing but uh, Mike and, and so it's a, it's a good opportunity. So it's it's going to be fun. It's, it's actually works out good for you. You get to see some of these these games that you wouldn't have been able to see because you were going to be gone. So now you get to check out some some of this hockey action. Okay, it, it's a trade off for me, but uh, uh, let me say this right up front: I was looking forward to seeing Magnus Arena and uh, the Denver Pioneers versus the Colorado College uh, Tigers tomorrow night. Uh, a lot more than I was this. That being said, that's not to take away anything from this. I'm just telling you. I Ooh, got careful there. Careful there. Uh, I got a list of players, um, and you're talking U15 and U16 from our friend Tanner Wilson over in uh, Dallas. Does a great job keeping track of the uh, youth players 
and their way up. And when I say under 15 and under 16, you're talking about kids that are just either have their license, driver's license, or don't even have it yet. And they're so notable that they've been uh, picked uh, to play in uh, <laughs> USHL futures games and drafts. Uh, they've been selected by USL, USHL teams. Um, there's some from Lethbridge in the uh, the Western Collegiate or the Western Hockey League up in Canada. Uh, there's guys on his list that gave me that uh, are getting NCAA interest at 15 and 16 years old. So uh, these are guys that, that you're going to see down the road. It may take four, five, six years before you go, oh, oh, yeah. But you know what? Um, when you hear a name like a Damon Bickler, you go, ah, he was in Arizona. Or a goaltender named Austin Kelly. If you see him, you'll say, oh, he was in Arizona a few years ago. I remember seeing him. So it's really cool that these guys get the opportunity. And more importantly, that if you live here in the Valley and you want to see some up-and-coming stars, you can do that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just give you a quick story. When I was covering North Dakota hockey back in uh, the mid-2000s, um, I had the opportunity to see uh, the world juniors up there. I had a chance to see um, guys like uh, uh, Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves and guys that came through um, Shattuck St. Mary's Academy in Minneapolis uh, that was a, a prep school. And, whatever happened uh, to those guys? Uh, yeah, really. Whatever happened to them, right? Uh, so that – you know, take note of some of these guys that you're going to see out here this weekend and, and really enjoy it. And uh, I don't want to just say it's all the, the boys that you should be watching, but uh, our own Robert Schneidmiller, uh, his daughter, um, Hannah Schneidmiller, is going to be playing in goal for the Arizona Kachinas, a 19U team. They start Friday morning, 8 a.m. wake-up call, so be ready, ladies. Um, and I'll shout out all the ladies hockey players because – they always get the, the worst practice times, the worst game times, and they always bring it. I mean, ASU was on the ice, I think, 7 o'clock every day when they had practice at Oceanside. So um, shout out to the ladies for getting out there, getting it done early, and, and getting things going. So That just shows you how dedicated they are to being out there. They, they take this opportunity that they have to be able to play hockey and, and, and put themselves out there and – and yeah, they, it's unfortunate that for, for the women's side, it seems like they do, they don't get the necessarily the, the prime time, so to speak. They have to play a lot of these early morning games. But you're right, they 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 relish that opportunity. They they take it in stride and and they go out there and, and perform and and do and do very well. So kudos to them. Okay, so I told you it starts tomorrow night. There's four games at the uh, Iceden Chandler or two at Iceden Chandler and two at Iceden Scottsdale. Um, tomorrow. They're going to start at 5.45, and they're going to go right through until about 8.30 at night. Uh, Friday, though, 21 games scheduled between the five ranks, starting at 8 a.m. and ending at about 8.15 p.m. That's a Friday full, folks. And uh, when you look at uh, Saturday, same thing. Starts at 8 a.m., goes till 8.15 p.m. And then uh, Championship Sunday Starts with the uh, girls' 14U Tier 2 championship, 8 a.m. Um, in Chandler. They're going to go up to the uh, boys' 16U, the girls' 16U, the boys' 15U, the girls' 19U, uh, the boys' 18U, and 14U, along with the girls' 19U uh, Tier 1 
championship games will all be played on Sunday. Um, and again, all of the different rinks and uh, 9 a.m. until about 1.30, those games can be played. So if you're a hockey fan, a youth hockey fan, and you want to get out and see some really good action, this is the uh, the place to do it. I'll also tell you that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Christy Aguirre is going to be uh, with me tomorrow. I'm going to see her at about noon tomorrow, and we're going to talk. She's the one that puts this on, Stephen. And um, when I was talking to her about this, I said, here's the deal. It's not just the players and the teams that are coming here, but you've got to find officials. You've got to find on-ice officials for all these games. You've got to have off-ice officials. You've got to have scorekeepers. You've got to have people to run the clock. Um, you got to have Zamboni drivers. And so it, it's not a small undertaking when you're talking 57 games over, uh, you know, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and, you know, a couple games Thursday night. Well, well and we're still in COVID times too, so you got to add in extra stuff there in regards to how you keep people safe, you know, with, with, with sanitizing stuff. Maybe if they're going to do space, space out people in, in the locker rooms, I mean, you're going to have – I don't know how many – locker rooms you're going to need because you're going to have three different rinks in one building being used at one time and, and two in the other place. And, and you're going to certainly need a couple of locker rooms for each. And, and I don't, you know, I guess they're, they're younger. So that maybe it's, it's not as much of a concern with the, uh, with the viruses and with older people, but it's, it's still, you got a lot of that. You have to sanitize and probably try to do all those things, at least try to be COVID safe. So that's that, this is a, this is a massive undertaking in a normal sense, but when you throw in that we're still in a COVID pandemic and we're still trying to have everything as safe as can be, that adds another extra element to, to all this planning and execution. And so uh, I, it's, I don't envy them, man. It's, they got a, they got a busy few days ahead of them, but oh, it'd be, obviously they're going to be hopefully be able to pull it off and it's, it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting few days down there in, uh, in Chandler and in Scottsdale. And, you know, this is what uh, you and I have been talking about is the dedication of hockey. Uh, I've given kudos uh, for the last year now, ever since COVID uh, overtook us in the uh, United States and the world, that hockey somehow seems to get it done. They get out there. They uh, they take care of what has to be done. We saw it in the NHL bubble. We saw it in the NCHC pod. We're seeing it uh, in national tournaments. And, you know, when you think about that, think about this, Stephen. Arizona State, NCAA hockey, played uh, a schedule all on the road at the Big Ten. We're supposed to be 28 games. They only had two canceled, and uh, they were on the road for all of those games this season, which is almost unheard of that that you're able to do that. So congratulations to them. But um, as I was mentioning, back to the the Rocky Mountain uh, districts here, uh, there's teams from Arizona, the Bobcats, the uh, Kachinas, the uh, Junior Coyotes, um, but but Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and the Idaho Lady Vipers, uh, the Coeur d'Alene, uh, Thunder. So there's some Idaho teams coming in here. There's some teams from Dallas, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah Lady Grizzlies are coming in, the New Mexico Mustangs. So you name it, uh, er- everywhere in the Southwest is represented. And uh, I'm so happy and so thrilled to be able to get out there and see uh, just what these uh, guys and girls have to uh, to bring as far as talent, because you know they're going to all leave it on the line, right? Absolutely, I, I think that's that's almost a given. They're gonna they're gonna put everything out there on the line and have a chance to to showcase their skills and and just be able to to play because you know as we know last year 
was a tough year for everybody. There wasn't, uh, you know, for a lot of the year, a lot of these these young girls and guys weren't probably out on the ice that much because of the all the shutdowns and the COVID and everything. And now they're back out on the ice, and they're getting an opportunity to to play and and do what they love to do and to and to have fun with it. And that's the main thing is that they have fun with it. Yes, the competition is part of it. You want to win, but just being able to be out there on the ice, especially after what we went through last year, is uh, is something that it makes us maybe even more appreciative of a tournament like this. If you know that they're able to put this on, and and, and we said hope to do it, be able to do it safely, and be able to have all these participants and these 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 kids play because uh, as we as we've talked about in previous shows, the especially for young young players, it's young with the young players. It's been rough for a lot of a lot of people that the mental aspect of not being able to be out on the ice and and play uh, during the last year. So um, this is certainly a, a a good moment and certainly something that's well looked forward to. And you know that's that's the thing, Stephen. Is it's uh, it's not only the mental thing, but it's an outlet for these kids to get out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I had um, Brendan Shaw on, on Monday night uh, to talk about this, he was telling me about. California teams, when California was basically just locked down for months, um, their teams would drive from California to Arizona and buy ice time to keep their kids relevant and playing. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that you see that in too many sports. I mean, I guess some in basketball, but uh, you don't see that in a lot of other sports where people travel like that to go practice so they can be ready to play in a game somewhere other than their own state. I mean, it's, it's just uh, – it's just a testament to the, the the parents and the coaches and, of course, the players themselves that they keep this up. So uh, to kind of put a bow on this part of it, the Rocky Mountain Districts, the district championships being held in Scottsdale, Arizona, and in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, they got five rinks going. Uh, get over there, see some of the great action, and uh, everything wraps up on Sunday. Uh, we'll hope and pray that everything's safe and that everybody gets through it without any COVID problems or injuries of any kind. And it's just a fun tournament. So um, let's do this, Stephen. Let's take one more quick break and let's come back because we have a few things to talk about in the AHL too. And I think it's a good time to bring that up. Uh, some transactions going on with the Henderson Silver Knights, some awards that were given out. Uh, you brought one up on, uh, on Monday's show. So uh, we'll get back to that in just a minute. But in the meantime, um, we're going to see if we can get uh, a few more of our partners a little bit of airtime. We'll be right back. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. 
award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints, the home, as I've been saying, of the 2021 ACHA National Division I Championships. Mid-April this year, I'm hoping to be there and bring it all to you. Uh, Scott Serrani right now from Scottsdale, Arizona, and my co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, we've got a few minutes left tonight. We always like to sneak this in because there's no ACHA games in our area. So uh, let's talk a little AHL. Tell us what's been going on with the Henderson Silver Knights uh, starting Monday with the big announcement of the, uh, the goalie of the month in the AHL. Yeah, so Logan Thompson was named the uh, CCM AHL Goaltender of the Month. Uh, he was a 4-1-0 to begin his first season with the Silver Knights, posted a 1.81 goals against average, a 9.42 save percentage. Uh, among all rookie goaltenders with at least three starts, uh, He, the Calgary Alberta native led the American Hockey League in goals against average and save percentage, and he ranks tied for second among all AHL rookies in wins. That's what we got to keep in mind. This guy's a, a rookie. At the at this level, you know he played with the mostly the ECHL last year, and the, goal, the Golden Knights signed him uh, last year, and he's in the Silver Knights organization uh, or in the Golden Knights organization with the Silver Knights with now. Now he was called up last week to be the backup to Flurry on the Golden Knights, so he was he was there and on the taxi squad and, and backed up Flurry in the games last week, and this he was just sent back down. To the Silver Knights, as you mentioned, uh, as we've mentioned before, the, the bungee cord kind of effect is in play here, from <laughs> one to the other, and and so he's back at with least, the Silver at Knights. Least, at least it's a bungee cord from Henderson to uh, to Las Vegas. It's that's not right. like Chicago to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's right. And then and then Oscar Dansk is now back with the with the Golden uh, Golden Knights taxi squad, and will will be as the backup to to Flory as Leonard continues to be out with an injury for the Golden Knights. So uh, and also Thomas Jerko is as well. So there's there's always this movement going on. But yeah, Logan Thompson, uh, the name, the goaltender of the month, and actually this was just announced uh, today. And speaking of goaltending, Silver Knights, I guess because they have to, they need another goaltender because right. they don't have enough because of well the uncertainty I guess with Leonard and having have to have two goalies maybe be on the taxi squad up there and, and be unavailable. So they have to have another backup maybe that they can rely on. So they signed uh, goaltender Billy Christopoulos to a professional tryout agreement. 
Uh, he's appeared in 11 games with the ECHL's Indy Fuel, 6-4 uh, and four record, 2.13 goals against average, 918 save percentage, one shutout. So uh, sounds pretty good. Uh, and so another great goaltending uh, option that they'll they can they'll be able to use. He he played four seasons. You you had Air Force guy on recently on your college show. Uh, he's the he's a Raleigh North Carolina native. Played four seasons of Division One college hockey at Air Force Academy from 2015 to 2019. So if you were to have uh, the Air Force coach on again and ask about him, I'm sure you'd have some some things to say about this guy, Billy Kustopoulos. 93 NCAA games, 42, 35, and 11 with the 2.29 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage. Uh, so here they here they go, the Golden Knights, Silver Knights. They they seem to be able to find this great goaltending, uh, great goaltending person. And this sounds like he's a it's another great uh, another good goaltending option. We'll see how he pans out if he gets some AHL time. But you know, with a trip to Colorado coming up for the Silver Knights this weekend, and having again uh, Ferguson. And Dansk unavailable because they're likely going to be with the, the Golden Knights taxi squad. Is one of them will have to be the backup to Flurry, the other will be a, a, a backup and the taxi squad. You want to have another goaltender other than just an emergency backup for the um, for the uh, Silver Knights as they go to Colorado and have some games this weekend. So they'll be able to have this guy, and, and, and maybe we'll see him in a game. You're going to have uh, three games in four nights in Colorado and playing at the altitude up there, and and maybe. You know, Thompson certainly could play them all, but maybe they'll get this guy in for, for a game. So uh, if uh, Coach Manny has a media availability tomorrow, I may hop on and ask him about that. But uh, just just shows you how the um, they're always preparing for themselves, and, uh, and they certainly have that with this guy. So we'll see how it pans out with him. But that's the latest there with the Silver Knights. Of course, the Silver Knights off to a good start. Uh, only lost one game and, and have three games against the Colorado Eagles this weekend. Yeah, that's very well put. And uh, it, it, we talk about players of the month. We had a chance to watch a player that both you and I oohed and odd about on the uh, San Diego Gulls in uh, Jamie Drysdale. Have I got that right? Yeah, you got that right. Yep, absolutely. Okay. He, he was the rookie of the month in the AHL, and what a thrill to watch him play. Uh, I thought that was really exciting. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up, when, when, and I give co- uh, kudos to uh, – Head coach Manny Viveros, um, we were all sitting in the press box on Saturday, Stephen, looking at each other going like, where's uh, the guy that's tied for leading scorer on the Henderson Silver Knights from Jack Dugan? Why isn't he on the ice? Is he hurt? Is he uh, a scratch? What's the what's the deal? And uh, we found out uh, Manny was very straightforward in answering the question and basically laying it all out, what happened. And I think this is a good learning lesson from, from the, the youth level, the club level, the NCAA level, all the way up. Jack Dugan, a, a, a real superstar, was up for the Hobie Baker Award in college and uh, had a few words for, for officials. And uh, it's gotten him in trouble a couple of times with penalties. It hasn't cost, I don't think, the Silver Knights anything uh, on the scoreboard. But Manny had had enough, and uh, he sent a direct message. He said, uh, either you figure out a better way to talk to the officials or you're not going to see much ice time. And, man, what a statement to make because uh, that's hard to do. Uh, Jack at the time had nine, nine points, I think, right, uh, coming in. And uh, and uh, to sit him down in a big game like that, wow, that was impressive. Yeah, it was. And and it was – yeah, it was a good message for, for, the, for him and a lesson learned. 
Uh, so apparently uh, Dugan handled it well, and uh, I had exactly what Vivero said about that, and just kind of glancing it over. Um, he did tell the Golden Knights that they were going to do this, and we're fully behind him. This, this establishes a, a they want to establish a great hockey culture, and you know Dugan has done this a few times, as you mentioned, uh, where he's kind of uh, talks to the ref in a way that's maybe not how they want, obviously. And, um, of course, Coach Viveros was, was also mentioned the fact that, you know, he's a great hockey player and even a better person, but uh, that's just something coming in here. That's not what we want to be as an organization as far as players, being vocal with the referees, something like that. Um, again, he also goes on to say that he was apologetic to us and the teammates. Uh, it's just something a – Young player will sometimes have to go through a little bit of maturity. Um, not he's not worried about him. Uh, Jack, like he said before, is a great kid and is going to be a real good player for us, and he'll be back in the lineup right away. So uh, we'll expect to see him, of course, in the lineup in the next game. But uh, but yeah, it's great, great, uh, great lesson learned for for Dugan, and I think uh, and and every and young the, kid out there, yeah, I mean, every just and it's because you're a great player doesn't mean you're immune. From uh, from doing that, and I thought that was a, a really uh, bold and uh, really good move um, by Manny Viveros to to say, "Hey, we just don't accept this." Absolutely, and I think it just goes with the with the the culture and the 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 um, the culture of this whole organization from the top to the bottom, from the Golden Knights down to the Silver Knights, and and what they expect from from their players and from. Uh, whether it's at the NHL level or at the American Hockey League level, uh, because we all we all get heated and we all may say things that that we regret, but um, I think it's important to to learn it early on what your limits are, and that way, you know, it, you can you can learn from that and, and tame it as as best as you can. So um, so if you do get the opportunity to be at the NHL level, that you know you that that won't be an issue. Yeah, because if you it did cost the team a penalty. He went into the box and it put the team down a man uh, or, and, and it didn't cost him a goal. They were able to kill it off, but still, yeah, you, you know, you just don't know how, how referees were going to, going to react. Right. Some, some have a, some have a higher tolerance of them being chirped at than others. And they just don't want, why even take that risk? So, and, and it's, and you want to have that um, culture of, of good sportsmanship and, and yeah, we, we all, know that the referees aren't perfect you know they, they may they may miss some things obviously and they they call whatever and, and that's just part of the game but um you know as, as fans we know we kind of get on refs too but as players though you're the ones out there and and, and they have to have a cooler head at, at times it's tough sometimes and it's it's not always the case but uh, i think well, it's important to learn it at the while you're still working through your while you're still young and, and working to try to get to, to be an established uh nhl player then then to try to learn it later on yeah good point and and i've had to have a few discussions with you about that regarding gold metallic helmets <laughs> yes but that's a little bit different not, i had some evidence behind that they were zero and two at that point they did win with them the other night so they're not zero and two anymore they're one and two with them now and but but you did say something about it came right from the top that they're not going away are they no, 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 Bill Foley. He's keeping them around. So that's the only opinion that matters, I guess, is Bill Foley and George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon. They, they Whoever signed up the checks. They all, they all like it, and so they're going to be here to stay. And, and 
Bill Foley was happy though that they got a win with them because he said that they, the curse uh, was lifted because they were zero two of them. But of course, the other night it didn't look very promising, and then they had a nice comeback there with the fans there in the attendance, and uh, they were able to come back and win with those gold helmets. And I'm watching the game right now, and and they're wearing know. and they're wearing the gold jerseys, but they're not wearing the gold helmets. Why don't they? Here's, what, here's my thing, Scott. Why don't they try it with the gold jerseys? It might look better. Exactly. Why don't yeah. they try it with the gold jerseys if they like I them so much? No Just idea. go all gold, or is that they think that's too much gold? But I don't think for them that don't, I don't think that's they don't think that's too much gold. But they wear the gold helmets with the other jerseys, but they wear the gold jerseys <laughs> with their with their gray helmets. So why don't they get ambitious and try the gold helmets with the gold jerseys? All right, Bill. If you're, Bill, if you're listening, text Stephen and tell him that you're going to go ahead and go with that. Hey, he might just be listening. He seems he listens to another one of our another uh, another person that covers the Golden Knights very well. Apparently, and, listens. And I got it. and I got a feeling he's got your phone number too, right? He can text you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let me give you a quick rundown of the uh, the the standings in the AHL, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, and I'm going to preface this right away by saying, uh, don't look at the points right now, folks. Look at the percentage because that's how they're ranked. Uh, that's how we have them on the website as well. So Henderson was 16 points, but an 8.89 winning percentage puts them in first place. Tucson, uh, 10 points, but a 7.14 percentage winning percentage. San Diego, 14 points, but a 6.36 winning percentage. Uh, the uh, San Jose Barracuda with a, a 7 points and a 5.83 winning percentage. Colorado, 8 points and a 500 winning percentage. Uh, Bakersfield, four points and a 286 winning percentage. And uh, Ontario in the number seven spot, uh, three points and a .150 winning percentage. Of course, uh, the eighth team, Stockton, opted out of this season, so we don't have them in there. Uh, just a quick plug, we will uh, be adding a few teams, almost every team. Who knows? By the time the season starts next year, it might be everybody in the Pacific that we'll have under our wing uh, as we move forward at Ice Time Hockey Southwest com. So keep that in mind. I will be up to see the Henderson Silver Knights Monday night uh, versus the Colorado Eagles. And then hopefully, Stephen, I'm going to jump over Wednesday night at our show. We might have to do it early uh, if I can get in to see the uh, Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday in Denver. So uh, I'll keep you abreast about that. But uh, okay. Denver week starts on Sunday. Right. I, I do want to mention, you, you said something about Stockton. Uh, they are playing. They're just playing up. In, they, they moved to Calgary, which is their NHL affiliate, and they're playing up there in the, with the Canadian American Hockey League team. So they are they are playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to say that they were not playing in the Pacific right. Division down here. I just so, want to make yeah, sure that we want yeah, to be I'm glad you brought that transparent up. here and want that front. And the, I want to mention one other thing regarding the Silver Knights that should be something to be aware of is the uh, WHL which is starting to play up. We've already seen Peyton Cripps go back to his American Hockey League team as their, their division, their team. Uh, right, from, his, from, from his American Hockey League team to his junior team. That's what I mean, American Hockey League okay. team to the Western Hockey League, his junior team, exactly. Uh, the same will happen with Caden Korzak as uh, as their divisions, in the BC division and his team. Uh, they'll be get, they'll be playing later this month, so Caden uh, Korzak should be leaving to go back and join his team soon. Uh, his junior team soon, which is, a, again, another bummer because Caden was, was doing pretty good. Peyton was really off to a good start, and uh, he, he went back there. But Caden uh, will go back there uh, soon. We'll have to see if we can get exactly when that will happen. But uh, So the Silver Knights will be losing Korzak here probably real soon. 
Uh, and then let me throw one more Henderson Silver Knight comment in before we wrap things up. And and that was the uh, the Russian superstar, the 20-year-old Pavel Dorofeyev, uh, was uh, on the ice, scored his first goal in front of both you and I. So um, it's official then if he scores it in front of us. <laughs> That's right. Until there's fans there, it's official. If it's uh, if it's seen by you and I, then then it then it truly happened. And the town crier gave it a good a good uh, a good announcement. So that he was did. good. It was impressive. I was I was hoping for him to score just for that purpose because I it Me seems too. like a difficult name to score to say and and we were able to see it. His first goal happened at home, which was great, and that means we got to hear the town crier say it, and he did it. Uh, spot on so that was great and uh he's getting a little bit uh he's adding a little bit more of a, a pizzazz to him a, a little bit more of a personality as, as these games go on talking about the town fire i'm sure pavel will uh, as well but. so yeah, i was just gonna say so is pavel i think uh, as he gets more comfortable but yeah. uh he, he's not gonna be in the hl very long steven i'm just telling you that right now there's gonna be a spot for him uh as soon as there's a injury of any sort i got a feeling they're going to give him a look see at the NHL level just to see how he plays at that. Certainly wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely. Certainly would not surprise me to see him up in the NHL soon. And if you want to get more AHL stuff, Stephen and I did a nice little segment that's on the website and on our YouTube channel at Ice Time SW. Uh, the uh, look into the uh, first quarter, basically, of the season of the AHL season. It's a Sunday special that you can find right on the front page of IcetimeHockeySW.com and, of course, at the YouTube channel all right if you don't have anything else take it away my friend and, and give us the read yeah we want to make sure we get this in because it's already an hour in we don't want to go way over like, like, <laughs> you, like you and paul did yesterday we don't want that we got a little carried away <laughs> that tends to happen from time to time when you you two get on at the same need to you two get on <laughs> all right here we go Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey is also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey. Come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. Ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates. Doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW. 
sw.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, you get back to watching the Golden Knights. I got the Coyotes on one screen. I've got uh, St. Louis and Anaheim on another screen. So uh, it's time to watch some hockey. And uh, if you're going to be around uh, the Phoenix metro area, get over to the Ice Den Chandler, the Ice Den Scottsdale, and check out some great uh, amateur hockey, the under-18 uh, tournament in the Rocky, Rocky Mountain West Districts. Okay. That's it for tonight. Stephen and I will uh, see you again next Wednesday. Make sure you tune in on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday as well. Next week is Denver week, Colorado week, whatever you want to call it. I'll be in the Rocky Mountains. Have a good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone. <laughs>